Welcome to Gafe Japan Stories. Welcome to Got Fade Japan Stories, the Got Fade Japan show where we have a fellow fader, another guest come on the show and talk shit with me, Shank. Um, this week we got DJ Modality. Indeed. Good bro. Yeah. Indeed we do. And of course, if you've uh, been listened to the show before, then he's been on the show before. Uh, you and Adam3 were on the show before. Yeah, yeah. We did another one. Yeah, yeah. And that was all about uh, DJing, music, and stuff like that in Japan. We do DJ. Yeah, yeah. I do not. Well, actually, I can DJ, but I don't have the skills to DJ the kind of events you guys DJ.、Mm, I don't know.、Um, It takes less skill than you think. Oh, actually, considering some of the bimbos I see DJing sometimes, <laughs> I'm not talking just female bimbos, I'm talking just people in general. Right.、Uh, yeah. But、uh, considering that, Uh, yeah. Depending on the venue, you can play almost anything. As well, long as it's heavy on like really shit RB <laughs> and like really shit hip hop, dude, you could, you could really be famous. That, you know what? You know what? I was、yeah. just going to say that. It's like, okay, so you DJ a lot of events. I know last weekend you had a couple awesome events, but do you ever run into that where you like want to do an event and organize just like, yeah, could you play this kind of music? Yeah, it, that actually does happen. That, that happens a lot. And,、um, and it, it's weird because I, I play a certain type of music and、I'm, I can play anything. I mean, it's physically possible to play、yeah. whatever shit music somebody wants me to play. <laughs> but,、yeah. uh, it's like a douchebag that comes up and makes a request in the middle of your set, like, yo, yeah, man, play this、yeah. song, dude. Yeah, that, that happens pretty much.、Um, Well, it depends on the event and the venue. It used to happen a lot more, but、um, recently, not so much, luckily.、Um, but yeah, the,、uh, the shit music just. just well, I, I guess if you're playing like a bigger venue. So, like last weekend, you played two events, and I remember you said one was at Vision, and Vision's quite like. I mean, it's got an awesome sound system on that main floor, and it's like the people go there are there for music, I, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a party club, but and、yeah. it holds a lot of people, right? So I guess if you're in a place like that, you don't really get those douchebags coming up and requesting songs, right? No, there's,、uh, usually there's a little distance. Like in a, in a professionally set up club, there's a little distance between the DJ and like other people. Um, but also in Japan, it just it doesn't happen quite as much.、Um, I guess that could be good if、yeah. you just want to DJ. It could be bad if you're a scumbag like me trying to get your fucking dick wet. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's,、mm. uh, that is a primary motivation for many <laughs> DJs. Many Dude, DJs. I did see, like, the last time, you, I didn't see you last week in a vision, but the time before,、yeah. remember the guys that were up、uh, just before you? There was like the. It was like a Japanese guy DJing and a girl. And,、yeah. and he was just yelling. The guy was just like, he was having a blast up there yelling. The girl was screaming. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, yeah. The, the music wasn't really my style of music, but they were having so much fun just screaming and yelling. That was pretty funny, man. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, when I play an event, I, it's got to be fun. And the people I play with, they're, they're usually fun people. And,、yeah. like, it, that's, it's got to be a good time because I'm not getting rich. 
Like, yeah, it's not like I'm, you're making five hundred dollars a night DJing right. or something. I'm fucking, wedding party. I'm fucking married, so it's not <laughs> you're not getting your dick wet. <laughs> right. I hope not, dude. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so like, uh, yeah, yeah. So like, the motivation so is to have a good time. The motivation is to have fun and play music that I that I want to play that I enjoy mm. and not what other people necessarily. Enjoy. You know, I, I was listening to this old podcast I used to listen to called Vomitous Prime. Yeah. And it was a fucking epic. It actually, it, it got me into podcasting. It was the fucking awesomest podcast. And the main guy on there, Bill, he was talking about he had uh, DJed a friend's wedding. And because the friend couldn't afford a DJ. He was saying back in the States, 500 to $2,000 to DJ a wedding. Yeah. Fucking yeah. wedding, man. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, what a ripoff. And then I would start thinking about it. Actually, if you made me play the worst music ever for three hours, yeah. how much would it cost for you to make me do that and I thought yeah probably around a thousand dollars is the only way I would play that shit music right yeah that's the thing like it, there there is a path of darkness for DJs <laughs> and that path of darkness is like uh, wedding DJs and international parties oh and, god like if you don't mind playing like really shit music, you you can make a lot of money. I had a very sweet girl. She's sweetest. She's actually my girlfriend's friend, yeah. and she had uh, asked my girlfriend if I knew she knew anyone, an international do, uh, foreigner, who would like to DJ her international parties. It's a new company right. doing international parties. If you don't yeah. know people in in Japan, there's a lot of international parties. These are places where foreigners go and Japanese people that are into foreign language or culture or dick or whatever they're into they go and then they usually do a nomi hodai or tabe hodai you pay 30 around 40 dollars mostly dick let's be honest okay yeah it's mostly <laughs> dick 40 dollars and then you go and it's like two hours all you can drink a few hors d'oeuvres and a bunch of people come right so it's a big mix of people so at any rate um she's she's managing this company yeah. And she had asked, and I was like, well, yeah, of course I know a bunch of DJs. And she was like, well, the first time, just to see how it goes, is uh, free. No, you don't, you don't get any money, but right. you get free all you can drink. And I was like, I know no one who will do that. And the other particular was you had to kind of play their genre of music. What they requested. And I was like, who the fuck do I know that is going to do that? <laughs> just for free booze? Come on now. Yeah, yeah. See, I've I've walked the path of darkness. I actually I DJed a wedding for uh, some friends of my girlfriend's, and I knew I was gonna have a, a shit ass time when uh, I was putting the set together the morning before the wedding. Mm -hmm. And the groom came up to me, and I think I was listening to uh, Fuji's, you know, some really hardcore shit. I was mm. gonna play like Killing Him Softly. Yeah, yeah, but it's a <laughs> soft song. I mean, the the melody, it's got a nice melody and stuff. He. Yeah, check this out. He comes up to me and he's like, uh, <clears throat> "We're we're all white here. Like my whole family's white and everybody's white. So if we can just, if you could not play hip hop, that would that would probably be best." <laughs> and I was like, "Are you fucking dude?" Me? And that, that already, was when yeah. it's already permeated, permeated fucking mass <laughs> culture, dude. This isn't the fifties, dude. It's not Elvis swinging his hips. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was when I knew I was going to have a really shit night. Oh, and I, I negotiated with a bride beforehand, and I was like, okay, here's what I do. I play house and techno and electronic music, and that's that's what I do. I'm mm. not a wedding DJ. Yeah. And, of course, I get up there, and it's like, it's fucking request central. Like, everybody <sighs> wants to hear, you know, grandmas, aunts, uncles, and they all want to hear this, this music that... Uh, 
I don't have. <laughs> yeah, that's see, that's another thing about that yeah. shit is when yeah. mother motherfuckers be like that, I'd be like, all right, give me your iTunes card, dude. I'll download that shit really quick. Well, th this was this was eight, probably eight years ago. So you were on like, the vinyl, on all vinyl, man. I was on vinyl. I brought my CDJ just because at that time I I was starting to get into the digital thing. So I had a CDJ CDJ uh, eight hundred. That that I was eight uh, hundred, yeah, I think eight hundred. Mm. Anyway, I had a CDJ eight hundred, and uh, so I brought that. But I get these requests, and then I would have to blend with my vinyl collection. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was basically horrific. And the last request of the night was uh, Van Morrison, and I just like I just dropped in the Van Morrison CD, and I walked. You're just like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Fuck you, bitches. That was like 11.30. And the bride came up later and she's like, yeah, do you want to do, like, do your thing? And I'm like, sorry, done. No, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. that, was the, that was the limit. You yeah. got me for yeah. so long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did that for two or three hours. Well, so now you're not doing shit like that, of course. You're like, so how was last weekend? How were last weekend's events? You had two events. One was at Vision. One was at... <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, uh, the other one was a womb. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Womb was a pretty big event because it was a three-day weekend here in Japan, right? Yeah, that was uh, that was with uh, originally it was supposed to be with Toka Disco, and he like canceled. So mm. um, I can't remember who the replacement was. Actually, I had to leave that event really early because um, I have to work on Mondays. Even despite the holiday and everything, right? Yeah, I get a lot of vacation through my job, but the downside is I don't get national holidays. Uh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So Monday I was just exhausted because I got like five hours of sleep from Vision and then mm. about five hours of sleep from Womb and it was, yeah, it was a mess. Yeah, I mean, Womb's super popular, right? Vision's new. One, you prefer one over the other? Uh, I really like both, actually, although Vision, uh, the side rooms in Vision are, tend to have a lot of variation, so, uh, so there's, like, Deep Space, which is just this black hole. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. And that's yeah. where I played, uh, yeah, when you saw me. Yeah, when I yeah. saw you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that room is really fun because the sound system is huge and the lights are like crazy and flashing. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's actually it's a long space, but it's kind of a narrow space as well. Yeah. So you're kind of like always like right there in the middle of it, you know? Yeah. 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 It's a little hard to keep that space busy all night though. So that's it's kind of, yeah, because it's kind of in between two other spaces, right? Well, right. three. Well, there's like kind of a bar area, and then there's the yeah. back space, and you go through that little bar corridor or whatever, and then you're in the main main like. I, I want to say main area because the sound system is the biggest sound system, so it's obviously the main area. Right. So, but main, it's also cut in half, you know. Yeah. So the main floor is called Gaia, and they just they have an insanely huge sound system. And, uh, yeah. Dude, my the arm on my the arm hairs yeah. just like constantly <laughs> stand when I'm in there. Yeah. And like yeah. yeah, I'm like, dude, am I high? <laughs> Wait, I am high. Wait, am I high? I don't remember. Did I get high? <laughs> Fucking totally confusing situation, yeah. dude. That's the the massive uh sound shutting down your nervous system. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that is like a seizures, yeah. foaming at the mouth, right. blood out the ears and eyes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, look out for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. So the last time I played the white room, which uh, which is right off the main floor, 
Um, so for deep space, you have to like walk down this hallway with a bar. Mm -hmm. Um, the great thing about that club is there are bars everywhere, which is, uh, really convenient because you never have to wait for a drink. That's a shit. It's, I mean, I like the womb, but the shitty thing about womb is sometimes you'll try to go get a drink and it's just like Mm. not possible. Actually the last, Mm. to be honest, the last two times I've been at womb, they had the, I, for some reason I was like using that VIP bar. Yeah. upstairs yeah and like just go up and get drinks you know it's fucking lucky but if you don't have a vip pass it's kind of shitty dude yeah. yeah yeah womb does have a great uh vip room it's one of the few vip rooms where you actually feel like a vip yeah 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 there's like <laughs> a dude there's a dude there like at the when i was there last time there was a dude standing with champagne yeah right next to the line to get a drink and yeah. there's only like five people in line, but I'm like, yeah, I'll take a champagne while I stand in line to get a shot. Right. And I just pounding <laughs> a champagne while waiting to take a shot. And I think I had a beer in the other hand or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do feel like a VIP up in that bitch. Yeah. Well, and I'm, you know, I'm not hugely into that, but it is one of the perks of DJing that, you know, you, you get to skip the line. You get, you get the, the all access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Usually they're like shitty little dirty rooms where... What about doing like other places like... Uh, like the the smaller venues like uh trump room or velours or i mean they're not really like they're more like hipster clubs not like uh, club clubs i mean like vision womb these are like yeah. clubs right yeah but there's also like tons of these like venues which are they're really it's what they are is they're like glamorized bars you mm. know they have djs but mm. they they have limited space they have fucking staircases that are fucking death traps if there's a fire in one you're gonna fucking die dude right. you're gonna die next to like pinned up next to like a dude in a goddamn uh, American apparel outfit dude for right. sure <laughs> but uh it's true it's uh, true but yeah well, you, I, I, I know that you've done uh, Trump Room or some of these other other places yeah so Trump Room Trump Room is nice because every floor is kind of the the same size mm. although the uh pardon me the top floor is um, a little bit smaller than the the first two floors um yeah but trump room is his long and narrow so every every floor gets like packed yeah at, yeah. at a good party so so there's, there's always inver- invariably there's always some dude that grabs onto one of those pole dancing poles yeah like, motherfucking dude dude <laughs> those are fucking designated for fucking women to jump on not yeah. for your fucking american apparel skinny ass to be jumping up there doing a pole dance dude right you can't even right. pole dance dude yeah. like at least if you get a chick up there she's gonna be able to spin or something right right yeah Makes me angry, but yeah, at there least should it, be. It feels there should be. Down. Yeah, there should be strippers at every event. There should be, man. So what we need is like we we need to talk to those organizers over there and get some cabaret theme going. I mean, hipsters love to wear costumes, dude. Yeah. You need a couple chicks up there in cabaret dresses dancing on the poles, dude. Your dance floor is gonna be packed. Indeed. Although I have to say that the the like the stripper thing it in. Japan, like Tokyo parties, it's kind of played out because like mm. every party, every party of a certain size and genre will have like, will have like girls shaking their asses. Yeah, I, I used to actually have a, I used to date this chick that did hair, right? And yeah, she yeah. did hair for a lot of pole dancers and yeah, yeah. Uh, constant pole dancers all over the place. So every time we went to one of her friend's events, it was a goddamn pole dancer event. Yeah. Right. On the or other a hand, music event with pole dancers. On the other hand, though, can you really ever have too much TNA? I don't think you can, dude. I'm actually of the firm belief that TNA makes the world go round. I th- I don't know if it's scientifically correct, 
but I believe that somehow it affects the gravitation, you know, magnetic pull, sun, yeah. like solar system, yeah, yeah. boobs, and yeah. ass, dude. Yeah, it's a mysterious, like, fifth force. <laughs> yes, fifth, the fifth, yeah, it's yeah. A, the fifth it's element, like, dude. Strong force, weak force, and tits and ass. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck inertia, dude. Yeah. Tits and ass, dude. It's all about the yeah. TNA. It's true. Oh, shit, man. So you have a podcast now. That's actually it? why yeah. I wanted you to be on the show, because you have this podcast. I was listening to it, and I was like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I have been podcasting. I, um, so way back in the day in Portland, Oregon, I had, a, I had a radio show on my college radio station. And it was called um, Babylon Radio. And the station was uh, KPSU, which is just a local university. Mm. And, uh, and I did that for a total of about a year uh, in two six month like chunks mm. and um, yeah it was it was it was a good time but mainly it just made me it made me produce it made me DJ mm. like a lot so I kind of I, I kind of felt like um, it'd be a good way to keep me going in between my gigs because I I play maybe uh, two or three times a month, um, and maybe one big gig a month. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so with the podcast, I'm just, I'm playing constantly yeah, and that yeah, way, yeah. that way I don't, I don't have to practice, um, uh, like my practicing is actually productive. That's, that's, that's the thing that I found is like, because I'm not like a DJ by trade, yeah. like I DJ for fun, but once in a while, like Johnny or like a friend, I had a, a friend that like had this like big birthday party and he's like dude can you dj i'm like yeah for sure man you're my buddy but yeah. i i actually have to sit down and put a set together right because i don't right. i mean i i maybe fuck around on the on the tables like once a week you know once every couple of weeks and then right. if you're not doing it like daily you yeah. really can't don't have the songs in your head and that and that's the thing and that's what you have to have in order to dj proficiently you can't just get on the turntables and start dropping whatever the fuck you feel like uh, you and have, have like a cohesive set. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have some sort of transit. You have to right. think about transitions. You have right. to think about like playlists and. If you play enough, you don't have to care anymore. Like, and that's the thing. If you practice enough, when you actually, when you need to play, mm -hmm. it's just at that point it's effortless because yeah, you're like, yeah. you know your music, mm -hmm. you know it sounds good together. Yeah, and you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like me with drinking. I drink so much. I don't have to think right. about what I'm going to drink. Right. You're a virtuoso of alcohol. And mastered. <laughs> no, but, You're like the Beethoven of fucking beer. Well, it, it does get like that with like kind of anything you do, I guess. It's like the more you do it, the more hours you put into it, then the better you are. That's like... it's. Right. I think there's that... that uh, what was his name? Malcolm Gladwell. Because I'm looking at it right here on my bookshelf. That Outliers book... Where he talks about the 10,000 rule, which mm -hmm. the masters of anything have done, put in 10,000 hours right. into that, right? right? And like the good way to do anything well is just to keep on doing it and doing it, doing it. Which is one yeah. reason why me and Johnny are constantly like, like, dude, like he was hungover as fuck yesterday. <laughs> but he's like, we're going to do the goddamn podcast. We're going to podcast. Yeah. I don't care if it kills me. If we're like yeah. 116 weeks straight, we're going to fucking podcast. <laughs> you know, you got to keep it going, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, DJ is the same way, I guess. You just like got to keep it like, even if you don't have an event, you got to keep doing it. Yeah, it is. And I've, I've like this fall, I've been DJing for 15 years, which yeah. is a long ass time. It's but deep. deep. Indeed. 
It is. Most people give up after they get married and they want to settle down, spit out some kids. You, man, you're just like still rocking it, man. Yeah, I'm an old machine. Well, being the machine is the key, dude. Being the machine is, you know, just keeping it up, you know. That's the one thing that I've noticed. I mean, I've been in Japan now. How long have you been here? I've been here 10 years now. I've been here uh, four from October. Four from October. Yep. And there's one thing that the longer I'm here that I see is because I've, I've worked in like music industry, everything from English teaching to music industry, magazine publication, and then doing other creative projects. And it could be something like podcasting. It could like, but I, or even just hobby stuff. Like people get like deep into art, graffiti, skateboarding, and you, you constantly see people come and go. Yeah. Like yeah. it's rare that you see someone that just fucking stick it out, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like stick out one thing and just get really good at that one thing. Like I, and it, it could be something as simple as like uh, musicians that I used to see at the record label that w they were doing events, events, events. And now I, I, they just are, it's like they're off the face of the earth. Or it could be something as like a dude that like I skated with every weekend. Now all he does is ride his bicycle. You know, right. like, right. Like it's rare that you see someone stick it out. So Man, like, you've been here, what, four years now? Yeah. Constantly just trying to get gigs, 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 gigs. Actually, the, f the first year and a half, I didn't have a turntable. So I was uh, maybe even two years. So I was using MIDI controllers and a laptop. But that's not a very natural way for me to do things. So, well, yeah, I was uh, actually going to say that. It's like, you know, I haven't, I haven't done the crossover to digital. I just can't bring myself to do it, man. I mean, I'm a fucking, I, I just like vinyl, man. Yeah. And this, they, there's gotta be something said for someone who can flip vinyl quick and fucking keep a set going, which yeah. I, maybe I can't do, but if I maybe DJ a bit more, but I mean, like I totally respect that, you know, the DMC type of, um, it's an art form that you yeah. can flip vinyl so quick and yeah put something together that awesome but right. on the other hand i like listening to fucking good music and you can make really good music going digital man yeah the the digital thing is for me is mostly about uh just convenience because i i go to a show and i have a usb stick and my headphones whereas, that's it yeah whereas before i was carrying like uh you know, 50 pounds of records. Yeah, you know, and like, like a few years ago, I had a buddy that like, he does the same thing. And then like three years ago, four years ago, he was carrying around a CD case and he was like, dude, I only have this. Yeah. I don't have like yeah. this giant crate. Yeah. And five years ago, I, every time we'd go out, he had a big fucking crate on a thing. Yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, I I usually bring backup CDs. So I've got a CD case just in case like something terrible technical Technical difficulty of right. some sort. Yeah, but uh, or a lot of clubs have older CDJs uh, that are not, they're just not up to snuff anymore. Yeah, really. just old but, Pioneer yeah. decks or something yeah, from yeah, fucking 98. Yeah. Right, so uh, I won't name any names, Club Asia, but uh, <laughs> some clubs have some real... Uh, shit dash. well they yeah you know like actually yeah I, I like asia because i i know some of the guys over there we actually did a couple e big events over there big tours over there and stuff and yeah. club, club asia buenos the same group yeah and those groups like they subsidize each other so one club is always losing money right the other right. one's making yeah. up for the one that's losing money well you if know? you play the main floor at asia it's top of line everything and the sound system is at asia is 
It got it. It will blow your head off. Yeah, and you know, we I've actually seen some really good shows. I saw, you know, CMA, like yeah. Grouch and uh who's the other guy in it? Anyways, like I saw them live there and it was one of my favorite shows of all time, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because the sound system was dope, it was packed. Because it's like a medium-sized club, yeah. and you're like right there, and like dudes are right there. You right. know, like you feel like a part of the experience. Right. See, so, yeah, I've played the uh, the second floor, and the sound up there is shit. Mm. Um, and I've also played the bar area, and the bar area is also shit. Well, because so, in the bar area, no one's there to listen to music. They're just there to get a goddamn drink. And right. Go to the they're main there floor. to get a drink. And yeah. That's, that's the to be honest with you, I wish they didn't play music in that fucking bar area. I wish they just had it like like down, like really quiet, so mm. like background music, so that like or maybe the main floor music, right? Like streaming out there or something, right. so that I could actually talk to a motherfucker, dude. Well, I can. I mean, I'll give you a little insight. Uh, the reason why that area is a DJ area is because they can, over the course of one night, they can put between six and eight DJs in there. Mm. And if each of those people brings five... Ten people or right. five or whatever. Yeah, the organizers have this uh, this magic number ten or, uh, or more that they want every DJ to bring. And uh, realistically, uh, it's not that easy to do, even if you have a large circle of friends, because not everybody wants to stay the fuck out all night every That's time you play. That's a big one, man. That's yeah. a big one, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it doesn't even matter. On the opposite, like, I had done an event before where it was in the evening. It mm -hmm. was like a 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock event. Hmm. And it was really hard to get people to go out because at that, at that time, it seemed like everyone wanted to go out late night. Right. Yeah, late night events, right? <laughs> so it's like a fucking crapshoot, yeah. you know? You just can't win no matter what. Yeah, it's like lose, right. lose. Yeah. And if you play a rock show, like nobody cares about the DJ at rock shows. Everybody yeah. wants to hear the rock bands. So, so, so what's so what's up with this uh, this Notama or the quota? Like you have to bring ten people with you. You have to bring five people with you. Do you well, see this declining these days? Because in the past, I remember it was really tough when I was more involved in like events and new more organizers. No, so. it's getting it's getting worse. It's uh, getting worse. Yeah. So basically. It, you really, if you're a DJ starting out, the ideal situation is to find an organizer who just likes what you do on the mm. turntables. And then um, every once in a while you'll have some events that really matter, where mm. you really have to bring in people. Mm. And then other events, maybe not so much. But, uh, but typically, an organizer is going to expect you to bring people. And that, um, yeah, it, it kind of... I've it's seen problematic. I, I've it's seen it too, done two ways too. I've seen it done where each artist or DJ had to bring in, say, let's say, ten people, mm. and if they didn't bring in that many people, they had to pay out of their own fucking pockets. Yeah, I, I've like, never done that, and I, I would, yeah, I would never. Even yeah, put you would. In that but I, I think that's what they generally do is they just put pressure on you to bring in ten people, and if you don't, then they're just not going to bring you back. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is possibly the situation. On the other hand, though, like, a lot of DJs are, like, flaky sacks of crap. Um, yeah, yeah, this happens. Even, <laughs> even friends of mine uh, well, are sometimes... Uh, actually, no, my friends are pretty good. But there are... I'm aware of flaky sack of crap DJs. Well, and, the, and, there's, and there's, there's some dudes that just, like, they want to just go in, DJ, have a good time for an hour and just bounce, you know? I mean, it's right. just the way some people are, right? right? Right. 
So, and so, so they don't show up or they don't do this or they don't do that. So, so, I mean, there's something to be said for a professional DJ who shows up, sounds good and, uh, brings a couple of people. So yeah, yeah, realistically, yeah. if you keep doing that, you'll probably get, get booked. But, uh, that, actually that was my leading up to my next question. If someone wants to DJ in Tokyo, like someone who's a resident here, I know like mm. for GFJ, probably about 35% of our listeners are uh, living in Japan. Mm. And a lot of foreigners or Japanese people that speak obviously English cause it's a fucking English language show. Um, mm. then they're in Japan. If somebody wanted to be a regular DJ, regular yeah. club DJ. So what would you, what kind of advice would you give them? Uh, if you just start going to clubs and throwing it out there, eventually you'll meet the right people and, mm. and they will, um, they will probably let you play at a shitty time to begin with. And so that's I mean, starting like the, doing the nine o'clock set, right, doing right. The night yeah, yeah. like that. And that's right. usually when the pressure is highest, when they want you to bring people just to prove that you can bring people, even though like. Nobody wants to see anybody play at 11 o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, to be honest with you, man, like at like yeah. 10, 11, that range, I'm just getting my boozing on, dude. Like right. I'm up at the I bar, know. dude, getting shots and like, I know, man. trying to get my shit going, you know? I've, I've played that shitty time slot. Yeah, yeah. Times. I mean, it, it yeah. sucks, but I yeah. mean, fuck, man. Actually, at Womb on Sunday, I played from 11, but that was my, uh, that was my first time at Womb, and Womb is on my bucket list so. dude womb is they 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 do bring them the most artists yeah for tokyo club i yeah. mean they're like fucking on it you know yeah so, so. for the opportunity to play womb again yeah i'll, I'll play at 11 o'clock i'm not gonna play 11 o'clock every time yeah uh yeah probably even again but, or even uh, at a, like a shit room if it wasn't womb if it was something like like uh some small club that's you know in nishiazabu at 11 o'clock like why would you do that you know like you don't want to do that. the only way i would do that is if they just paid me up front or if it was like a specialized party like something like you already know like they like okay we need someone to dj you dj whatever you want but we also have this thing going on so we're gonna have like 50 people here right. 60 people here then it's a little bit more motivation right? if they had a really like superb sound system because that that's really the only enjoyment i'm gonna get from that party so mm. if i can just show up and play on a beautiful sound system it's worth it then then i'll do that just for the pleasure of playing on a nice sound system uh and that uh, no. yeah but um uh, but that's kind of a limitation uh it's got to be the right venue and the right sound yeah well dude here let's take a break for a second Let's we'll come that. back and we'll just kind of wrap up like with like 10 more minutes of just bullshit talk, dude. Yeah. And uh, I'm out of beer, dude. No good. Not good I'm at all, dude. Not good at all. Yeah. So hold on one second, people. We'll be right back with more Godfrey Japan stories. We'll be back. Godfrey in Japan is about two dudes, booze. Japan in the news. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. Because you know when you die, you shoot yourself. And of course, our news takes place where? In Japan, dude. Uh, I wonder if she's in the anal. Because <laughs> she takes so many shit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is not the, the, the Kake podcast. This is the news. <laughs> the, the, the bar club is filled with like just bikini girls all dancing, busting their tails and shit. Oh, it's awesome. fucking sick, dude. 
I see girls here passed out like I've said before with a Louis Vuitton purse under their arm. Uh, no problem, right? She was a prostitute at a fucking sex parlor in what was it? Was it in Tokyo? It was in Osaka. If you were at a fucking like like hardware store and a sketchy looking guy looking really nervous, a blood minister comes in asking for a can, call the cops. So wait, are we gonna go like five, four, three, two, one, or one, two, three, four, five? We're gonna go five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, we're gonna go. Three, five, five. All right, shit that didn't make the cut this week, but news out of Japan, we might as well go through the top five. Let's do it. Talk about it a little bit. So number five. Number five. Alligators seen in Nagasaki Prefecture Reservoir. Damn, that's the way to do it. John Wayne could eat that shit. Number four. Four. Two arrested for running members only prostitution website. Alright, number three. Juvenile prison inmates accused of forcing fellow detainee to drink 15 liters of water. Damn, dude, I'm so glad I only drink alcohol. <laughs> number two. Number two. Ibaraki man arrested for fatally stabbing brother. My fucking brother, man. Christmas, he ain't getting shit. <laughs> that motherfucker ain't getting shit. No Christmas cake for you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't giving you a cookie or none. <laughs> Number one. Here we go. Canadian rock, rock band, uh, Sum 41 singer, hospitalized in Osaka after attack. What? Let's see. Spread the word. Call your friends, call your neighbor, call your boss, don't call your boss. Call your 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 some surgery or whatever. I doesn't have any English. Whatever. Call us dude. I'm fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> go to the website, leave a comment, mm. go to iTunes, leave a comment, or give us a star rating. Mm. Subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. subscribe. I mean every email that I open is like fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I want to kill you, shake. Welcome back to Got Fade Japan Stories. Me and DJ Modality are here. Plinking beers, dude. So, uh, yeah, we talk music as usual. And the other thing, besides uh, going to your DJ events and us like kicking it, the other thing that me and you are constantly doing is drinking fucking beer, dude. It's true. Yeah, in I mean, we're both from the Northwest, dude. In fact, I have two in my hands right now. <laughs> Double fisting as yeah. we speak, I man. I can't stop myself. It's true. I actually got these because they're cheap, the super dry. Yeah. Um, 180 at the Piago in front of Koenji Station, but you, you know, they're made with corn starch instead of with uh, a corn sugar instead of like real sugar. Yeah, it's basically the Budweiser formula. Yeah, well, without so. Without the beechwood. Yeah, without the beechwood. So, yeah. like, what all loggers do in Japan to make them dry is instead of using sugar, they use uh, fucking corn, corn syrup, you know, or. Corn cornstarch instead of like natural sugar. Does that technically um, make it hopo? Cornstarch. No, because they're still because they're still fermenting hops to make it. Okay. But yeah, cornstarch instead of real sugar. Man, I can't roll with that, man. Can't get with that. No, it's got to be malted fucking barley. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly, dude. So I got two beer batches going right now. I wish I could have finished one up, you know, for the show this time, but next time you come on the show, man. Nice. Um, I did, uh, I actually have one bottle, which is, I did a, a New Zealand bitter with these gold, Northern Golden hops. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Northern Golden and New Zealand bitter. And then I did a nut brown with the Styrian, it's, it says Styrian Golding hops. 
I don't know where Styria is. I don't know what Styrian anything is. I've heard of Golding before, but uh, not Styrian. Yeah, so Styrian Golding hops. That must hops. be where they're from. Like yeah. the, these particular hops. That the must be the region, where they're right? Grown. Yes, because yeah. Styrian Golding, right? Yeah, because I've heard of Golding just in general, mm. but maybe Styrian's where they're from. I well, it's what I figured was, uh, like, usually you think of, you take, like, something like a nut brown and you go darker with it. Right. But I thought I'd fuck it up and try to go like a little bit lighter with it. Throw something like some golden hops on there that aren't so like thick and dark. Usually yeah. if you go like nut brown or stout or something, you're thinking like coffee or something yeah. like thick yeah, and yeah. heavy, right? Yeah. But uh, dude, it's it might be fall, but it's fucking hot right now, dude. Yeah, I can't like my place is too hot to brew right now, so I, I haven't been haven't been doing it. Although, well, you you know I did a cider in the summertime. Because yeah. in the in the in ciders they ferment at like a higher temperature around twenty eight degrees. You have right. twenty eight degrees like Celsius. Sorry, what's that in Fahrenheit? Eighty. Uh, twenty eight would be like eighty five. Yeah. So yeah. they they ferment. You can ferment at a higher degree at higher temperature without killing the yeast, right? Right. But uh, yeah, in the peak summer in Japan, it's too hot and humid, man. Yeah, you start getting like weird fruity flavors. Uh, they're called the the chemical produced is called esters. They're called the esters. classic group is called no. esters. And like, uh, if you've had like fake pineapple flavor or fake like cherry flavors, those mm. are actually esters, and that's not that's not flavor you want in your beer. No, I don't want no. fake pineapple in my beer. No, I don't no. want fake anything in my beer, man. No, no, no. no. no, no. That's what's so shitty about Haposhu is they try to recreate a beer using like vodka or malt liquor dude like or True. like sh shochu or some sort True. of like alcohol although i actually prefer most haposhu to uh budweiser you know what i had actually gone through a phase okay and i'm from the north we're both in the northwest yeah as northwestern part of america disclaimer yeah where um where we fucking love beer motherfuckers yeah. we have microbreweries everywhere terrible dude. beer snobs oh dude awful yeah. beer snob yeah. and i like i was a beer snob for years and then i actually went through a period where i was partying really hard and all i bought was mm. 18 packs of budweiser bottles that's yeah, all I bought because you know, I was kind of, I was a poor student and I like to get tanked and I was like, 18 beers will get me tanked, man. Oh, I drank PBR like crazy. Oh, PBR, uh, PBR, the hipster's Budweiser. The, well, the cheap Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm from Seattle, so Oli. Yeah. Olympia, man. Yeah, Olympia, Olympia as well, man. Rainier. You know the Rainier. I went to the Rainier Brewery and yeah. got a Cub Scout, Scout patch for industry when I was a kid, dude. Awesome. I don't even know what our fucking Cub Scout leader was thinking. Nice. But it was around the time that Strange Brew came out. Remember that movie? Yeah. From uh, the SCTV? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Rick Moranis was one of the he dudes. Was. He was. And uh, it was around that time, so it was kind of like this whole, like... Everyone would talk Canadian and talk about beer, even though we didn't drink beer. We're little kids. Yeah. And our Cub Scout leader took us to the Rainier Brewery. And at the end of the brewery, you get a like, taste test. But, of course, we weren't allowed to taste test. We were wearing our Cub Scout uniforms and shit. But nice. I remember thinking, like, if I could only get in one of those vats. <laughs> if I could only get in one of those, it would be, like, be like I was in It would movie. be like Strange Brew. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my, my Rainier story is uh, when I was 18... Yeah, 18 or 19. I wasn't actually in college, but but I went to a college that my friend was enrolled in, in mm -hmm. Portland. Mm -hmm. And uh, every Wednesday night, we would have uh, 
midweek pounding. Oh, midweek pounding. And that yeah. doesn't mean you're beating someone up no, or you're, no, no, you're no. pounding a chicken in the pooter or something like that. Nothing like that, right? No, unfortunately, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what it did mean is that we bought a 12-pack of Rainier Pounders. Pounders. Uh, one, I mean, one pound of Rainier is 16 ounces. 16 mm. ounce uh, bottles of beer, which is the obviously the perfect volume of beer <clears throat> yeah 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 and uh uh yeah just every wednesday night we would get shitty on these uh these rainier pounders rainier yeah. pounders were those like the wide bottle with like the narrow neck yeah and they short stopped, neck. They they stopped making neck. them they stopped making them in like 2000 ish I'm you know sure. i used to always yeah. buy the bickies the mickey's big mouths yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I like the bottles. Yeah. I tried to drink one maybe three or four years ago when I was back in the States. Couldn't finish it, man. Tastes <laughs> so bad, dude. The that, yeah, oh, that is a shit malt liquor. Malt yeah, liquor yeah. tastes so fucking shitty, yeah. dude. Uh, Steel Reserve. Oh, Steel you know, Reserve. Steel Reserve. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a rough one. We, we we went through beer bonging phases. So, like, around yeah. the time when I was, oh, like, yeah. 17, 18, 19, we got into this thing where... Uh, we would get uh, not red, white, and blues. We get uh, the Keister Light, yeah. Keystone Light, man, because it was so cheap, right? Yeah. So we each person would bring like a twelve pack of Keystone Light, and there was a rule where you drink one, beer bong one, drink one, beer bong two, drink one, beer bong three, and then the rest of the night, every time you drink a beer, you have to beer bong three. And then yeah. you would fucking tear through your half rack, right? And just people get shitty. So like, uh, after you beer bong. You would sip that fucking keister light, dude. Just <laughs> sip it so slow. Just enjoy. Yeah, and as soon yeah. as you saw someone, like you look over at your buddy, you're like, dude, you're done with your beer. Fucking <laughs> <My> beer bong. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, I went through a similar stage in Iowa. And Ooh. yeah. Because there's nothing to do in Iowa. So uh, oh, what would you do? You would like run through cornfields backwards or you drink beer? Yeah, yeah. Well, we would usually drive out in the middle of nowhere uh, next to a river and a dam, and it was called uh, Upper Dam, and this is in a mm. small town called Decorah, Iowa. Decorah. Uh, mm. Yeah, and the road is basically not a road that you should take normal cars on. <laughs> you have to, you, you should have a, like a rig, like a big need, truck. Yeah, you yeah. should have a 4x4 four four vehicle, uh. but of course we would take my friend's mother's Astro down this road. <laughs> fucking like, Astro. Yeah, Those it, things ride low too, dude. Yeah, Astro yeah. rides low. Yeah, like top speed. Yeah, in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah, it was gorgeous. That's awesome. And there's like awesome. big, big rivulets of like stream, like washed out parts of the road. Washed out parts shit. of the road, like yeah. brush all up in the grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was pretty popular, so there, it was fairly bad. clear. But, fairly yeah. Yeah, we used to have these areas that we'd go in. Like, okay, so I, I was in Seattle, but I also went to high school in Spokane, Washington. So Spokane, Washington, I mean, it's not much different than Iowa. Oh, I know, or I know Spokane, yeah. It's fucking deep, right? About so 50,000 people, right? A little more? You know, I think about 100,000 people. Okay. And if you include all the counties in the surrounding areas, 300,000 people. But you're yeah. also talking about a place that now is much different. I'm talking about 15, I mean, I'm right. talking about the mid-90s. Yeah. 20 years ago almost. And in Spokane, you can be in the middle of the desert in like a 15, 20 Yeah, yeah, 15, right? 20 minutes, yeah, yeah. man. So we used to go out and do like the these yeah. tum-tum parties or yeah. like... 
like where my family's at now out in Deer Park and stuff. I mean, you drive 30 minutes out of the city and you're next to a lake and a mountain and a fucking cliffside. Yeah. And you go out to these places called like, uh, the, like you go down to the bluff. Bluff was just like a ravine next to the downtown, which yeah. meant like once you went d over the edge of the ravine, you're in the country, dude. Yeah, the yeah. city's here, but once you went over that edge of the ravine, there was like yeah. maybe a couple hobos down there, like a couple <laughs> yeah. white trash families, and you and your right. bag of mushrooms, right. or your fucking <laughs> case of beer, whatever you're, because you yeah. don't go down to the bluff unless you're going to either get high or drunk. Right, right. This all sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. when you get a small day, you're in Portland, Oregon, Seattle. I think the same, the same thing. When you get into like, like medium town America. Yeah. Anything below less than medium size. So it means not LA, not New York, not fucking Miami, not this fucking Dallas, not these big cities, but you get to a little bit smaller scale. Yeah. The people, we don't really live in the cities, right? No. Yeah, you no. live in the suburbs around the city. Yeah. And then if you want to do anything fun, you can't go into the city. That's risky. You go into the country. Yeah, just run off. Yeah, run off. And next thing yeah. you know, you're getting drunk by a river, man. Right. <laughs> that is usually how it works. So time. you're going to start brewing beer here again soon, now that it's starting to cool off in Japan? Yeah, and I was uh, I was actually thinking about buying a, a freezer for uh, maintaining temperature. So uh, we're talking about this, a kegerator. Yeah, it would be like a kegerator, but with a freezer instead of a refrigerator. But I need to check into temperature control to make sure I can fairly tightly control the temperature without like destroying the freezer. I mean, if it's a modern temperature, uh, modern freezer, I imagine you can manually. Ooh, motherfucker! Oh, oh, oh dude! There it is! <laughs> ah, fucker! Sorry, little, people. Uh, we had a mosquito attack here. Little mosquito oh, problem. I've been fucking man. hunting this fucker for hours. Um, You'll get it. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. Yeah. I'm gonna get him one day. Yeah. So if it's a newer freezer, then you might be able to just manually adjust it inside the freezer. But if it's not like a, a freezer that's able to do that, you might have to hook up some sort of a thermostat to it. Yeah, you can get an external thermostat that'll yeah. uh, that'll just control the electricity to the freezer and kind of take over the something that runs between the cord and the wall, basically. Right. What you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if I've got that, I can brew. Pretty much all year round, especially if I get a little like wraparound heater for my fermenter. This is what I've been having a problem with. Is so like when I'm fermenting in the winter time, keeping the heat up. I I actually have a pretty good system now where I can just barely keep it up, which yeah. is I wrap in a kind of um a, a foil insulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I put a bag over it, and then the fermentation of itself kind of warms that inside area but yeah. that only works if I'm in and out of my house say I'm never gone more than 12 14 hours a day right. if I leave for the weekend go on a vacation or something yeah all fuckery breaks loose dude <laughs> right. yeah shit's not fermenting it gets yeah. cold the fucking goddamn yeah. goddamn uh yeast goes into hibernation yeah the yeast just shuts down and then you have to try to restart it which is not that easy yeah and it's you it in getting temperature up to something that's already cold Right. It's quite difficult without a heater, you know? Yeah. And the danger is that something else will take the yeast's 
position there. Which means so, mold. And you start getting the bacteria, funk or bacteria yeah, and yeah, yeah. skunk yeah. up in there, right? But usually it'll probably just shut down and you just have to figure out how to warm up the ECN. Yeah, it's well, annoying. You know, I we talked about it on the show before a little bit, but just recently you can start making beer in Japan in the last couple of years. I think it was about two, yeah. three years ago they yeah, made yeah. it legal to home brew. So uh, we're big advocators of home brewing. You can buy uh, me. I get all my stuff through this company called Advanced Brewing. They're out of Nerimaku. They ship all across Japan. So if you live in Japan and you want to uh, get hops, you want to get brewing supplies, Advanced Brewing, awesome guys, dude. And something that you can't do in America anywhere, but you can do. You order what you want. They send it to your house, and you have up to ten days to pay them. Yeah, you're yeah, paying, like, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. like in the, you're like, okay, I get paid like on the tenth of next month. Today's the thirtieth. Oh, I'm gonna order beer supplies. Like yeah. you can totally, yeah, fucking so trusting here, man. Try that in the states. Oh, dude, no way. Like there would be, you know what there'd be? There'd be one Russian motherfucker that just hops <laughs> around from one week apartment to one week apartment, ordering mad shit and moving out. Ordering yeah. mad shit and moving yeah. out, man. And he would just have like a, he would open his own brewery. It's true. And get away with it. Yeah, I think homebrew is going to really blow up in Japan. And uh, microbrews are, are getting bigger and bigger all the time, too. Like, every every pub or bar that uh, that has microbrews on tap, mm -hmm. they're swamped. Yeah. Every week. The little one yeah. just down here in Koenji, man. Yeah. Like, the t it's the, the Jikabiru bar. It's like the homemade mm. beer bar. And... Uh, yeah. That guy's always packed. He doesn't even have to, like, he doesn't work on Mondays, on Tuesdays. He closes mm -hmm. down at before 10 at night. I think last order is 9.30. Yeah. And he's always packed. Yeah. Uh, there is a, hmm. there is a coming way. Renaissance. Renaissance. Of, yeah. Of I like this. Yeah. I like this, man. It's, 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 you know what it's going to start feeling like? The Northwest. It is. It is. It is. I give it 15 years top. Oh, God, man. It's going to be awesome. So, Probably you people was. out there, if you have any, like, uh, like awesome, like, uh, you, if you're in Japan, you have any awesome recommendations for Japanese-made beer, Japanese uh, beer bars, microbreweries, or something, go over to Got Fade Japan on Facebook, on Twitter, send us a message, or uh, send, like, a map, or send, like, a link to a Google map or something. Dude, we'd love to go check it out. Um, Absolutely. On yeah. top of that, uh, Got Fade Japan, of course we are on iTunes, so the best way that you can help out the show is by going to iTunes, leaving a five-star rating, um, sharing, subscribing, share with your friends, or same thing with the, the Facebook posts. Um, DJ Modality, you're over there on SoundCloud, where you have your, your pod up. I'm on SoundCloud.com. If you just go to SoundCloud.com slash DJ Modality, you can see my last uh, episode with SoundCloud probably. I'm gonna move over to Podomatic and I'll put up transfer information on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, and like the biggest thing is like actually I was listening to your your DJ podcast and like is what what I don't like about a lot of podcasts is they're kind of impersonal. Yeah. Like a lot of music podcasts, I should say, is like they just have music and it's really good music. Right. There's so much really good music out there, right? Yeah. I mean, sure. how much time do I have in my day? I'm trying to listen to all my podcasts. I'm trying to get a little bit of news. Right. I got I to gotta get my porn in there. And right. then like, all of a sudden, yeah. like, I'm just like listening to random music. But you actually have shit to say. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Which I'm I a, like. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of uh, talk radio from way back, oh. way back in the day. And uh, podcasts, like, so yeah. So I want to talk. Mm. And it makes it way more personal, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's, a, it's yeah, it's good to connect with. So yeah, yeah, check out his fucking podcast, guys. It's fucking check awesome. Out my podcast. And it, it should be up on iTunes here in the next few weeks or so. Yeah, yeah, few yeah. weeks tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always go over to uh, our Facebook page, Got Faded Japan, and I'm gonna put some links up there. And yeah, guys, uh, Johnny and me will be back with a regular show next week as usual. And I'm gonna actually post this week's show. Fuck, man, so much going on, dude. <laughs> That's kind of how busy I feel time. sometimes, man. That's how I feel. It's good but to be busy. Good to be busy, man. And uh, yeah, come back on the show, bro. Anytime. All right. Anytime. Cheers. Peace. Peace. Got your basic form formula.